Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. We are broadcasting live from the ENB Granite Studio out of the Centene Community Ice Center, where the Blues have had their morning skate earlier today. It sounds like it was an intense one. Craig Bruby having multiple conversations off to the side with certain players afterwards. I know Ivan Barbashev had a one-on-one with Craig Bruby after practice. Looked like Pavel Buchnevich also had a one-on-one. Very with- up-tempo, too. Uh, I walked out there, and, I mean, they were very loud, um, communicating on the ice, cheering on each other. So uh, an up-tempo one after a tough loss, I would imagine. It's something that was certainly necessary after that game last night. We're going to break it all down right now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with former NHL goalie, now an analyst for the Daily Faceoff. He is Mike McKenna joining the show as he does each and every Friday with us. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, man. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. I feel for Blues fans out there. I know last night wasn't the greatest one to watch, but I was in attendance. And I tell you what, my daughter's had an identity crisis. (laughs) Philadelphia Flyers is the organization I ended my career in. We still have fond memories of them. They treated our family great. They gave us a couple of jerseys when I was was picked up off waivers by that team. So my girls were wearing those jerseys. But my other one daughter, my oldest one, had a blue shirt underneath it. And she was cheering every time they scored. So, you know what? We had a lot of fun watching the game. I played hockey this morning. Life's good right now. How are you guys doing? See, Mike, that's, that's an internal crisis, though, because, like, the girls have to have multiple jerseys, though, right? Because you've played with multiple teams. I did. So, I tell you what. I, I got a guest here. I have one person who'd like to say something. Um, this is my oldest daughter, Kenlin. Kenlin, how many jerseys? Do you think you own? Probably about like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so any day of the week she can choose so as, which one she wants to wear. So, as our dog goes crazy in the background, I'm going to move on upstairs. But that's my oldest daughter, Kenlin. Yeah, she has jerseys from uh, from the team in Dallas and the team in Philly and Ottawa. We've got quite a few. So, awesome. I'm not the only suitcase in the family. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Well, Mike, um, I. I'm going to ask you to break down what we saw last night, but let's maybe focus in on this. What is it do you think that goes into the mindset of playing against these lesser opponents that's been holding back the blues of late? Well, it's hard to say, you know, like I watched that game last night and the cohesiveness simply wasn't there. And I actually have a, a little blurb coming out later today that I wrote about the blues on daily face that says as much that, you know, 
when the Blues are their best, they're playing with speed. They're playing in unison. They're supporting the puck all over the ice. They're 10 to 15 foot passes. They're not 20 to 25 foot cross ice hopers like we saw a lot of last night. And, and to me, that is part of it that plays into it. You're playing against a team like Philadelphia who you know they're not great. Subconsciously, they've got a lot of players who are young that don't have a ton of experience. Sometimes you just try to do too much and you don't have your legs going. You just simply can't get amped up for that game. And it's real. I mean, players feel that. But the best teams, don't, they don't let that bother them. They just go out and go about their business. And I think St. Louis, just to the core this year, it's kind of been a microcosm of what we've seen that they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. You know, I mean, like the third period last night, man, there was an extended sequence of probably, it felt like three or four minutes of Blues offensive zone time with the puck. Tarasenko misses the net twice, just barely, you know, hit a post once, it can't get the puck to go in. And then here go the Flyers the other direction, goal. Because it's a turnover and it goes the other way, the Blues just mentally turned their brain off and forgot their mission. So I don't know what the answer is to get the team amped up for it. You got somebody like Ryan O'Reilly, their captain, who to me does a phenomenal job night in, night out, but not enough players pick up off of his lead. They have to work as hard as him consistently. And against these clubs, it just hasn't been there. And Mike, we heard Craig Berube, Justin Falk, and then Doug Armstrong joined myself and Chris Kerber on postgame last night at OB Clark's. And all three used the phrase arrogance with this team. You've been in locker rooms before. I'm sure you've seen guys who have an arrogant mindset. How do you break that as a group if there are individuals who are playing with arrogance on the ice? Yeah, and that's that's a tough word, man. Like you talk about it in a locker room. If you hear that, well, you know that your team, your your management, your coaching staff, everybody, they're not happy with you. And you really have to rely on your leaders in those scenarios to come in and tell everyone what it's going to be like from this point forward. And if it's not like that, you're just not going to win. Like if you're trying to break the arrogance, you've got to look around and sometimes take a dose of humble pie and, <laughs> and realize, man, like what have the Blues accomplished since they won that Stanley Cup? A couple early exits, not great performances in playoffs, some times where the team's been up and down, hot and cold, like the consistency's not there. Like they need to look in the mirror and realize we don't have anything to be arrogant about anymore. That Stanley Cup's a long time off at this point, and there's been roster turnover, and that's culture. Like you got to culturally build that from within that you're a team that will work. And it, again, it's been there at times with the Blues this year. It just hasn't been consistent enough. They have to be able to come out and do that night in and night out. And they got to look at themselves and realize this is on us. It's not on our staff. It's purely in the locker room. And again, I think the leadership is really where you look to come through in those moments. It, it, Mike, is some of that arrogance, does it come from the fact that the Blues have, I mean, they're, they're sixth most goal scored in the National Hockey League. They've had 17 come from behind wins. Is some of that arrogance just the knowledge that even if we don't have a good start, we know we'll come back? Yeah, I think that could play into it. I really think the Stanley Cup a few years ago still is a lingering memory. But you're not always going to be able to come back. And you're not going to be able to do that in the playoffs. You can't. The teams are too good. And if you can't do that against a team like the Flyers, who trotted out a third of their American League roster last night, they've traded away their best player, what are you going to do when you stack up against the Colorado Avalanche or even the Minnesota Wild? And that's the reality of the situation. So, you, you know, you look at this and you think, like, 
we got to get this together and be better off to start. You can't start a game down one or two, nothing. I don't care if you're playing against Arizona or the senators or teams that aren't any good. You have to play, start play from the start. Getting a lead helps, but you can't just rely on the fact that you think you'll be able to come back no matter what, because that just doesn't happen. The deeper it goes, those big comebacks, they don't happen. You've got to grind. And that's why, like, I even look at a team like Pittsburgh that has 10 losses in overtime. That's not a great stat, but what that tells me, they're in every game. And the Blues haven't been in every game this year. They've been too wish-washed. They've been all over. They just need to find a way to be in every single game and get points when they can so that they end up at a higher seed. Because right now you're staring down Minnesota or Nashville in the first round. That's not going to be easy. We're talking to Mike McKenna, the former NHL goalie, now an analyst for the Daily Faceoff. Check out his work over there. He joins us each and every Friday here on BK and Ferrario. Mike, I'm going to try to do the impossible. I'm going to ask you to let us know what you thought of Jordan Bennington's game last night. I know that in front of him, the team did not play well. But I think if you asked him, he would probably tell you he also let up a couple of goals that he wishes he didn't. What do you think of Jordan Bennington last night? Well, we always hate every goal against. That's the way goaltenders are. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, man. I'm. I love. I love Bennington. His his attitude. What he's what he's done for the city. How he's played. It's just this year he's been one save off. And, and I'm sure he would have that same thought process as well. You know, I, I thought that the goal that Hodgson scored late. I know it's a broken down play. I know there's an initial net drive that he makes a save on, and the rebound goes in. But even earlier in the game when, and I can't remember who scored it, but it's a goal from the slot where there's a bit of interference with the players coming in. It's like Bennington just somewhat lost his technique. He was down a bit early. Like he just wasn't crisp. And, and it's been like that a lot this year. And I don't have an answer for that, but I think if I had to rate him, I'd say he was good, but he wasn't great. And last night they needed great. And to win Stanley cup, you need great. That run he went on to win the Stanley cup was unbelievable one of the best ever in the NHL from January on. And you think about the last two years, Andre Vasilevsky, money goaltender. Like his, the number of shutouts he has in elimination games, ridiculous. That's what you need to win. And, you know, Bennington's been one save off a lot this year. I'm not sure what he does to reclaim it. I think sometimes his fundamentals are a little bit off of what I've seen previously with him. But I don't think he's far. And I also think he might be pressing a little bit, knowing Billy Huso's playing so well and in all likelihood, if playoffs started, Billy Huso's got the net. Now, Mike, I need you to put that piece of humble pie that you took out earlier and put it back in the fridge because a couple of weeks ago we had you on and you talked about acquiring a defenseman and you said the name Nick Letty. And then, lo and behold, March 21st comes and goes. Doug Armstrong makes a move for Nick Letty. I get a text from Mike McKenna that says, Up, oh, what do you think? Nick Letty. We've seen him now in two games, Mike. I mean, he looks like a really good addition for this Blues team and what they've absolutely needed. I really like Nick Letty so far. And watching him last night, you know, spent most of the night alongside Pareko, which is where he was expected to slot in. You know, but he also did play with some of the other defensemen on the Blues. I mean, two shifts uh, next to Falk. And uh, obviously, we, when Krug left the game, that started to happen as well. But, you know, it, it's, it's seamless for him. He's been in the league long enough that he can play with different players, play, you know, even if necessary, go to either side. But the biggest reason I thought the Blues would get Letty is that I thought they'd miss out on the top-end players. The Gier, I thought they'd miss out on Lindholm or Chikrin. Chikrin didn't even get moved. Lindholm went for a King's Ransom to Boston. 
I didn't think the Blues would be able to pull that off, especially with Doug Armstrong not wanting to give up a first-round pick, which I completely appreciate. So I thought they'd be kind of in on the secondary tier of defensemen, and I thought Letty would be an affordable person for that with experience that's steady, and he has been. But I think you're going to see even more growth in his game. He can do more on the power play. Uh, I think as he starts to get used to the system, he's going to be even more involved in the rush and know the times that he can jump and the appropriate uh, appropriate level of aggressiveness he can have. Because right now he's been very safe, and that's a good thing. But I think you'll see a little bit more aggressive Letty offensively once he really finds that comfort level. He's Mike McKenna, a former NHL goalie, now an analyst over at the Daily Faceoff. We enjoy each and every week being able to catch up with him here on BK and Ferrario. Mike, enjoy yourself this weekend. Hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, be able to talk about some better hockey next week when we catch up with you. Always enjoy these conversations. We'll talk with you again soon, my man. That sounds phenomenal. Thanks for letting my daughter indulge everybody today, <laughs> and hopefully tonight's a little bit better game for everyone. Tell her to keep rocking those jerseys, Mike. You got it. She's a Blues fan at heart, I'm telling you. It's really common. She just wears jerseys because she likes it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Have a good weekend, Mike. You too. Thanks for having me.